0: I'm Jackie Cameron, and with me on the line now is Mike Brown, Managing Director of ETFSA. Uh, Mike, just tell us briefly where ETFSA fits into the South African investment landscape.
1: Um, good afternoon, Jackie. Yes, thanks for the chance to, to chat to you. Um, ETFSA.co is a, uh, a specialist in ETFs in South Africa. It offers a, uh, a website-based service, which... Uh, holds all the information and data and fact sheets and history and so on of the ETF industry in South Africa, uh, going back since its commencement in uh, about the year 2000. But uh, ETFSA also offers various products and services, only using ETFs as the components and constituents of uh, retirement funds, discretionary investments, tax-free accounts and so on.
0: So are you independent um, of all other financial services companies in South Africa?
1: Yeah, it's a completely independent financial services company, and the one thing that it doesn't do, it doesn't issue its own ETFs, so it therefore doesn't have the conflict of interest of offering its own products okay. to uh, investors. It uses the 105, at the latest count, uh, ETFs that are listed on the uh, on the South African uh, Stock Exchange, the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. It uses uh, those ETFs, you know, without any sort of discrimination in terms of uh, we just look for the best products uh, to meet whatever requirements we have for our, uh, the services and the financial products that, uh, that we provide.
0: Okay, so just in a nutshell, how, how does um, your company make money?
1: Ah, yes, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, <of> course, <laughs> it's there to make some money, and it's, uh, from that point of view, it's uh, – you know, ETFs are low-margin uh, products, but you know, we've been in business for a few years, and uh, we're doing uh, very well. And, uh, and there is a gradual expansion in both interest and usage of uh, ETFs in, uh, in the financial services industry in, uh, in South Africa.
0: Okay, and recently you issued a, a very interesting report showing that this state, sector is actually, uh, has actually grown exponentially, can you just take us through some of the key numbers uh, and perhaps explain why have we seen this huge
1: growth? Well, it's a, it's a growth in context of perhaps uh, um, South Africa where ETFs haven't really caught off to the same, you know, caught a to the same extent as perhaps in the United States and and other, uh, other markets. But uh, there has been a gradual increase in, in, in the size of the industry. It started, the first ETF was a... Uh, was a top 40 index issued by a company called Satrix, um, which in fact I I started way back in about the year 2000. So we've been going in South Africa now for uh, all close to 19 odd years. Um, From that first ETF, there's now 105 ETFs and ETNs listed on the JSC. And from a, a few hundred million Rand, the industry's now over 90 billion Rand, which makes it outside of the unit trust, which is typically the same as a mutual fund industry. It makes it the biggest uh, other product of its type available in South Africa. So it's much bigger than private equity and, uh, and hedge funds and those various other types of uh, of financial uh, service products. So there has been some success in South Africa but not to the extent that we've perhaps seen in other parts of the world.
0: Hmm. Why is that? Why has, it been, uh, why has there been a slower uptake in South Africa would you say, relatively speaking?
1: Well, South Africa is quite deep financial markets so we've had uh, you know, some of our life insurance companies are now coming up to their 175th or 150th year of existence. So there's this big infrastructure of, uh, you know, every little town has got a, a couple of offices of these life insurance companies you know, selling off products, uh, often quite simple product life insurance, funeral policies and so on. But uh, there's this big infrastructure of, of, uh, of basically of distribution of financial advisors, of uh, of platforms and so on, which uh, is quite hard to penetrate uh, because the, the, that industry is able to protect its margins, so uh, South Africa operates with one of the highest profit margins for, uh, for financial products anywhere in the world, and uh, they obviously can protect that position by, by big advertising and marketing budgets, and as I say, by having a big distribution uh, structures on the ground. ETFs don't have that sort of margin, so they really can't get into TV advertising and, uh, and big marketing campaigns and that sort of thing. So it's more a case of word of mouth and the uh, advantages of the product that is gradually driving acceptance hmm. of ETFs uh, to a great extent in the, in the local marketplace. So
0: what are these um, advantages, do you think, that have resulted in this rise of, I think you mentioned there, well, not far off 20% over the past year? That's quite a staggering increase.
1: Yes, it's 20% of the last year, and it's, it's been rising at a compounded rate of about 40% per annum uh, for the last uh, 10 years. So it's, uh, from a slow pace, it, it, is, it is growing. The, uh, the competitive advantages with ETFs is um, the costs are low. It's quite competitive because uh, a number of this, 12 different companies issuing ETFs in South Africa, and of course they compete against each other because they, they're often in you know, issue ETFs based on the same index, so therefore they've got to compete on, on costs and on tracking efficiency and things like that. So the, the industry is low cost, significantly lower than the equivalent actively managed products uh, in South Africa. The other uh, advantage is that uh, it's quite innovative what can be done through ETFs in South Africa. You can invest directly in, for instance, say, commodities or currencies or in smart beta, um, you know, risk, risk management products which there aren't any competitive products elsewhere in South Africa. So uh, I think that's where it's starting to gain quite big market share. If you, if you want to invest in physical gold, well, you know, physically gold backed ETFs in South Africa are the place to go.
0: So if, a, if an ordinary investor wants to put money into an ETF, um, what, what is the minimum that they need, would you say?
1: Well, it depends on your on your access, but uh, the platforms that we run at ETFSA we'll take 125 rand a month debit orders, which is about you know uh, about three or four quid right. a month, or uh, you know, you know, less than ten dollars a month as an investment. Uh, um, but obviously, we'll try and persuade the investor to perhaps put a bit more than that in, or to perhaps use a, a full portfolio of ETFs, don't just put it into a single ETF, put into a basket of different type ETFs with different types of uh, asset allocation strategies and you know, access to different sorts of assets. So um, getting in is, is not a big issue and that's always been a bit of a problem in the South African industry is that you know a stockbroker won't open an account for you unless you want a million rand or whatever have you and, and most big uh, um, asset managers typically also look for for uh, high net worth clients because South Africa's got a very big Gini coefficient. We've got wealthy people and then a lot of poor people. ETFs are already getting in at the poor end, you know, the bottom end of the market. And that's a struggle because um, we've had no economic growth in South Africa now for nearly four or five years. So the, um, the wealth at the bottom end of the market is not growing very quickly. So it's a case of of getting product established and then just waiting for people eventually to to have the funds and to have the confidence to invest more over time and to build up their own capital so that they can uh, retire comfortably in due course. So it's a, bit of a, uh, it's a bit of a battle, but one thing that ETFs are in South Africa is they're very accessible relative to other investments.
0: That sounds great. You mentioned the smart beta products, and uh, are these the ones where you talk about um, these are actively managed passive investments?
1: Well, that's to some extent. A lot of the smart betas where you're looking at different risk factors. Uh, you know, when you look at investments uh, from a theoretical point of view, there's various factors that drive investments. Value, momentum, uh, volumes, um, growth factors, uh, volatilities, and so on. Now, these ETFs go and they just pick on any specific investment factor. And they say, right, let's find a, a portfolio that will give you low volatility or will give you... Um, you know, perhaps uh, high PEs or whatever have you. So you focus on a specific type of, uh, of outcome. Uh, there's quite a few, there's, uh, I think there's 16 different smart ETFs in South Africa, and some of them just focus on these factors, and others focus on a specific investment style, like looking for high dividends, for instance. And, uh, and we're now starting to see, I think next week, we have the first listing of a multi-factor ETF in South Africa, where they go, instead of just picking one single investment factor, they they have a basket of six different factors. And we'll see how that does. That's, that's the most popular type of factor or smart meter investment of, uh, of its type in, uh, in the USA. And, uh, and uh, one of the things in South Africa is product innovation is quite quick. If something works elsewhere in the world, somebody tends to pop up with that ETF you know, within a relatively short period of time in, uh, in South Africa.
0: Right. The, the other interesting thing about your ETFs is it looks like you can access – um, global market performance through South African uh, investments that are quite priced at quite a, a rate that you can get in without spending too much money. What would be the equivalent? Yes,
1: because yeah? One of the few countries in the world that really still has quite strict exchange controls. You know, given the political circumstances in South Africa, the, the, uh, the authorities try and you know, keep uh, exporter capital under some degree of control. But they did some concessions a few years ago where they said you could list a foreign ETF on the local market, on the JSC, in which case there'd be no restrictions for individuals or for other types of investors to invest in those products. So if you want to buy an S&P 500 or FTSE 100 ETF, you can buy it on the JSC, the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, in rands. but what you really do is you're buying access to a global market, you're buying... The return of the FTSE 100 or the S&P 500 and those are becoming quite popular, those products because uh, typically in a, in, a, in a low growth economy with some quite high risk, which you've got in South Africa, uh, investors are looking to, to spread their, uh, their investment exposure to, to global markets and uh, so the, the growth in those global orientated ETFs in South Africa in the last five or six years has been significant.
0: That's great. Just one last question. So uh, Warren Buffett, the sage of Omaha, suggests that people invest in uh, an ETF that tracks a, um, a, a big index in the US. Is there something similar in South Africa that you would suggest as a starting point?
1: Yes, well, he, he says just go and buy an S&P Standard Poor's 500 index and just stick with that. So, but yeah, Warren Buffett's a long-term investor. No, I mean, he's about 99 or whatever he is, so he's, he's had time at time on his side. Um, certainly if you're going to buy a single ETF, often buying a broad market index is, is a good idea. The one that's becoming the most popular, in fact, there's been quite a bit of uh, money flowing into in the last year or so in South Africa, is the Top 50 Index, which is a, uh, run by a company called CoreShares. And that just picks the top 50 companies in South Africa based on market capitalization. But it also caps. It says no single company in that Top 50 Index can be more than 10% of the index. So it takes away the excess exposure in certain indices by one or two big companies which are listed in South Africa, the companies like Nasperce, which has a big ownership of Tencent, which is a Chinese uh, company, or uh, a companies such as Richmond or British American Tobacco. Those are international companies listed in South Africa, and they tend to dominate local indices, but by capping them, you then get a broader spread into South African companies. So I would say the equivalent to the S&P 500 in America would be the top 50 index uh, in South Africa.
0: Okay. Well, Mike, thank you very much for sharing your insights with us this afternoon. That was Mike Brown, Managing Director of ETFSA.co.za.